Muy buenas noches y bienvenidos a un episodio más del podcast Luchador. En esta noche tenemos eh, muchas sorpresas. Eh, las personas que están escuchando este podcast uh, van a estar sorprendidos porque por primera vez, por primera vez este podcast va a ser en el idioma inglés. Y ya les digo por qué en unos segundos más, pero bueno, eh, tenemos muchas sorpresas eh, en, en la noche de hoy en el podcast y debido a que tenemos un invitado muy especial, le vamos a, a cambiar la velocidad a nuestro podcast luchador y darle la bienvenida a nuestro invitado especial. Pero antes, antes de, come, de, com, de comenzar, eh, le voy a dar la bienvenida a mi compadre, a mi ñaño, a mi pana, a mi llave, nuestro amigo de siempre, Martín Valencia. ¿Cómo estás, Martín? Muy bien, Jorge, ¿cómo estás? Todo bien, todo bien. Eh, ya sabes, eh, trabajando, viviendo la vida loca y también yendo a los partidos de fútbol eh, de Lugo City FC. So, let's go ahead and switch gears and welcome tonight's guest um, to this episode of Podcast Luchador. Um, never before we have done this, which is uh, record our podcast in English. So this guy must be very, very important, VIP. So let me introduce you, ladies and gentlemen, a myth, a legend, someone that has probably the best view at Louisville City FC matches, someone that is mm, called the voice of Louisville City FC, someone that, um, for lack of a better word, is a personality, radio personality, international star, con nosotros in the podcast Luchador. Tonight, we have, for the first time ever, our dear friend, El Oso. Oso Magarbi, welcome to the podcast Luchador, Oso. Welcome. Gracias, mi amigo Jorge y Martín. ¿Cómo estás? Ah, sí, I know a little. <laughs> Hopefully that wasn't too bad. No, that, that was that was no. really good. Thank you so no. much for um, uh, joining the podcast tonight. Um, it is really exciting for us to have you here. As um, Martin and I started this podcast uh, a while back, and we, I mean, you know, this was for fun. We we're, we're not doing this for you know. Uh, for any other reason other than loving the beautiful game, um, uh, linking up with people that speaks the language. So, you know, when people started like listening to the po this podcast and uh, kind of following us on Twitter and, uh, you know, kind of just liking it. Uh, I mean, it, it's, it's just natural to bring people that uh, brings the, the, the community together and uh, have the opportunity to not just be us. And, and you, Lance, Uh, also, uh, you're a very, very special person, man, because, uh, I mean, you bring us together. You're the voice of the team. Um, anytime we watch TV and the goals that we score is, is your voice. And it's you saying, Little City Goal! And I freaking love that. Well, it, first of all, it's an absolute honor to join you guys on this podcast. And, and I really appreciate you making an exception to do one in English. Uh, it's a it's a big honor. You're you're way too kind. 
relative to, to in my opinion, overstating, you know, my, my relative importance. It's just been a fun ride. And what you guys are doing on this podcast um, is absolutely uh, incredible. Uh, Jorge, you and I have talked in the past about the importance of bringing together all uh, of the international uh, people in Louisville uh, and around the area uh, and bringing them to Louisville City FC games uh, and making them feel included because they are, uh, you know, welcomed with open arms from the club uh, and everyone involved. And, and not only, you know, the Spanish speaking folks, but also French speaking. There's been a recently been a development where we've had a, a, a French uh, speaking uh, and written uh, Twitter account that's been doing everything in French. So really, really interesting. Very cool. And many others, of course, uh, too many to, to list. But but what you guys are doing is absolutely amazing. And I'm so glad you're doing it. And frankly, the reason I got involved with Louisville City is because it was fun. It was just for my own enjoyment. And, and as it's continued to go on, it's just been about fun for me and hopefully bringing some joy to others. And I know that that's what you and Martine are doing uh, as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, uh, Martin, go ahead and take it here, yeah. man. What, what do you think about the whole thing? I just wanted to welcome uh, Lance onto the podcast. Uh, I'm a little nervous. I'm incredibly excited to have uh, El Oso on our podcast. And uh, just just uh, please bear with me, no pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's no need to be. I'm a little bit, I'm probably more nervous uh, than either one of you guys, man. I mean, you know, we, we met and, and, and you are wonderful uh, supporters of Louisville City FC. And for me, again, it's just an honor to be able to be on the podcast and talk with you guys and uh, super fans uh, and, and just uh, and hopefully be able to. I wish I could speak Spanish. You know, I go back and I kick myself for being in the eighth grade and not listening to my Spanish teacher, Mr. Valdez, when he told me one day you're going to regret this young man that you're not learning Spanish. And man, I never thought he would be right until now. You know, I really, really wish I could. You know, um, just the fact that people like you, Lance, um, includes everyone and welcomes everyone from all backgrounds. I mean, this is the, you know, this is a universal sport. It is known as the world sport. Um, so, you know, it just makes sense that we welcome people from any background. So when when we started thinking about, like, especially me, um, you know, trying to help the team in any way I could to get um, just to bring awareness to the team as far as, uh, you know, we have a professional soccer team here in the city. I mean, the community loves the sport already. I mean, we, we have – um, like little tournaments and, you know, like a for real, like, uh, you know, like, like, like it's already like formal matches in between teams in the community. And I mean, you can, you, you can see this in the media in the print media and in Spanish newspapers. So the community is in love with the sport already. They just need to fall in love with Louisville city FC and, and, and just being able to provide an outlet, you know, um, the Twitter account, uh, linking up with the Spanish print and media, uh, bringing, you know, icons in the community that are in, uh, in the news or print and media or, or super fans like Martin. You know, it's, it's just cool, man, because um, people, people love it. When, when we brought um, as, as a guest the, um, the commentator, she's, she's worked with you, Lance, uh, Kathy Barra. She is... Um, the radio um, voice 
for uh, the Spanish um, radio station here. And she said something in the podcast that tickled me. She said, you know, I'm one of those that just kind of watches what, you know, what people put it, puts out there. And you guys been like pushing this Louisville City FC in Spanish and it's just, it's like great. And I just felt, you know, I felt tickled because, you know, you, you put stuff on Twitter and you don't know who's watching, right? And like right. when people like something, something else can see it and so on and so on. So, I mean, what we're doing is, is really just bring bringing awareness to the to the community that perhaps um, speaks the language uh, or just likes the language or are fully bilingual you know and that's what it's all about I mean we're not doing this for I mean gosh if I was getting paid for this trust me it probably wouldn't be as as good <laughs> so, you know, uh, it's just great man it's it's great to uh, bring the community together and and just putting the stuff out there i mean the podcast the, you know the twitter post i mean we've done some things with the printed media covering the sport and and the meetings that we have with brad and uh the front office uh just to hey you you guys need to uh, let the community fall in love with Louisville City FC. The product is great. Uh, you know, the atmosphere is great. We just need to get more people in. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I've worked with Catalina a couple of times where um, on, on uh, specific nights uh, where we kind of honor uh, the Latin culture there and, and, and the fans and kind of celebrate that uh, at the Louisville City Games. Catalina will um, read a uh, the promotional reads or whatever. Uh, after I read them in English, she'll read them in Spanish and she does a fantastic job at that. Uh, and we've had some conversations earlier in the year uh, about, you know, I would be open to having anyone, whether it be Catalina or someone else that wanted to join that would uh, be able to read the podcast in Spanish. Uh, not, probably not every single one because it would not flow real well for production quality. It just wouldn't be, um, be real efficient. Um, and not every one of our reads, frankly, the promotions needs to be read, uh, because they're pretty easy to understand whether you speak Spanish or not, or English or not, but it would be wonderful to have certain, um, certain things read in Spanish, I think. And, and, you know, we may be evolving towards that at some point. I've brought it up a couple of times. I think it's just a matter of, uh, it's an idea that's out there. And I think that it's a matter of implementing it in a way that makes a lot of sense. I'd be open to it no matter what. I think it'd be fantastic um, relative to, um, you know, just the, the culture that's already here. I like the way you put that. It's just a matter. They already love the sport. It's just a matter of getting them to fall in love with Louisville City FC. And I think that's, that's true not only uh, in the Spanish community, but also uh, in, in the, you know, in the non-Spanish speaking uh, community. There are a lot of people here uh, in this city that, that have kids that are playing soccer. Their kids are absolute just fanatics over the sport and uh, it's growing all the time. But, but as more of these kids continue to grow that are playing at nine, 10, 11, 12 years old, that are no longer playing football or whatever. And more girls are playing the sport as well as they continue to grow older, another 10 or 12 years, you know, they're going to be the ones with disposable income uh, in their early twenties, wanting to go out for a good time. And, and Louisville city is certainly going to be one of their best options. And it's one that they're going to want to exercise uh, as much as possible. We're creating a lot of huge fans uh, at very young ages, and I can't wait to see, you know, hopefully I'm still around at that point, but get to see how that all uh, develops and, and and how it grows because it's just fantastic. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. Definitely. And Martin, I was going to bring you in on, on this, man. As far yeah. as like, you know, the perspective of um, you and I are very similar. Like we, we, we grew up with the sport, uh, but you do have family that, you know, that is like in different states and stuff like that. So you get to see the difference on uh, what's happening here in Louisville and, you know, how we can relate to the sport growing in the community. So you being a little younger than us, you know, kind of share with us, like, wh what do you see happening here in the next few years? Like Lance said, you know, 10 years from now, man, the, the people that is going to the stadium now as kids, they're going to be adults. Like, what should we expect, Martin? What do you think? Well, um, first, I want to say that I can't say enough that how great and tremendous the the effort on uh, the front office has been to reach out to the Latino community. Um, I think that the work that they're putting in is definitely going to pay off. Um, from my perspective, I think one of the most important things is that we, um, that we grow the following just organically, you know, as much as possible. So that way that it's, it's here to stay, you know, and, uh, try to stay away a little bit from some of the gimmicky things that that might be but uh just for the latino fan base to just grow organically and i think the way that they're doing that is is really great by installing footsalls around the community and having mario go out and meet some of these kids from different communities and schools and whatnot i think that just the amount of work and effort that they're putting into this just is spectacular. Yeah, it goes very deep. What the club's done, particularly since having Mario Sanchez, um, it, it, you know, join the club earlier this year, it's been absolutely incredible. And it's just the beginning. I mean, it's a long process, guys. I mean, the first four or five years have been literally just survive and gain some traction. They've had tremendous success on the pitch, obviously, winning the USL Cup two years in a row and a great run in the U S open cup last year. It's been amazing. We, that, that stuff, you just can't even plan for it's, it's, it's what a ride we've been on, but you know, from a business standpoint and building for the future, you've got to kind of, kind of walk before you can run. And that's where right. they've been at this point. And now building this stadium is going to open up a lot of opportunities relative to revenue uh, streams and that kind of thing, where it's going to make it possible for there to be even bigger investments in the community. Uh, to help grow uh, again, soccer not only in the in the Spanish speaking community, but in the non Spanish speaking communities as well. Just everyone, and that's what you know. You guys have talked about a number of times. The it's it's the world sport. It's open for everybody, and that's what it's all about for them. I agree. And um, when I had the opportunity to meet with the front office and Brad, and we talked about like different ways of supporting. Uh, the international community. We talked about the Latino community, the Spanish community. Um, but, you know, Louisville is so diverse. We have people from, uh, you know, African countries, from Europe. You have people, obviously, from Central America, Mexico, you know, Guatemala. You, you have people from South America. I mean, I'm, I'm from South America. And, uh, I mean, the, the, the news reporter that we brought in the podcast her, uh, her parents were from Colombia. You know what I'm saying? So it's like we have a nice blend here of 
all kinds of flavors. And it just makes sense, man, to, to bring all these people together with this sport. You know, this is, I mean, this is a sport that um, will always be around. It is the most popular sport in, in many, many, many countries. And here, like Lance and I were talking, um, it's, it's been, I, I think it was like an undiscovered <laughs> uh, uh, surprise when we brought the team here. You know, I know there's some key players that made that happen, but no one, no one had this in mind. Like, I mean, if you, if you would have thought that we were going to be building a stadium and we, you know, we had two championships under our belt, I mean, you'll be, you'll be crazy, man. And Martin and, and I talked about this too. I know Lance feels the same way. I'm just, you know, last week when I was invited to the podcast with uh, Barrel Proof, and that's what I said. I was like, hey, I'm just, I feel like blessed. I feel lucky that I'm part of this because I know we're making history. This stadium is going to stay here for many, 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 many years. Probably is going to outlast us or at, at least un until like, you know, we're, we're talking to our grandkids about, hey, we used to be part of this, you know, group of people that were like, you know, go, cheering for something that that not everybody knew, <laughs> and, and knows what's going to happen. You know, in in ten, twenty years, that stadium will be there. You know, and we'll be looking back, and and we'll we'll be like, wow, you know, what a ride. Well, I for one would have never believed it. I, I you know, I've said this openly when I had the opportunity to to be the public address announcer for Louisville City back at the beginning of twenty fifteen. I thought that I was doing the club a favor. I thought, you know, plus I did it for narcissistic reasons. I wanted to hear my own voice at Slugger Field. I thought <laughs> they'd get 1,500 people in the stands, and I thought this thing will last about six months and then it'll be over with. And, and it's another team, soccer team, or whatever that's come and gone. It just, I mean, it was magical that first day. And I've learned, obviously, I wasn't doing them the favor, man. I mean, Louisville City's brought so much joy and, 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 and passion into my life that, you know, I've just been a very, very lucky person to be in the right place at the right time. And I have to salute, you know, my friend Steve Peake for bringing me on board and Joey Cecil for being patient and not running me out of the press box. He could have physically tossed me out there. But, <laughs> I, you know, he was very patient and taught me the game and taught me how to respect the game and, and what it was all about and seeing the incredible action, this incredible athleticism, and the commitment and devotion, the way these kids, guys give their bodies up, man, when they, you know, it's a very physical sport, far more physical than I'd ever understood before. And it, it just, I fell in love with Louisville City. And thankfully, uh, it, it kind of embraced me as well. And so it's, it's, been, a, it's been a magical ride. Um, I never would have imagined it. And where we are now, <laughs> we're going to be in a brand new stadium in 2020. And like you said, for many decades to come, people are going to be able to enjoy soccer right there in that stadium whether it's louisville city fc or i'm sure there'll be many other soccer events that take place as well yeah like yeah. i i had moved to louisville about five years ago and prior to knowing about um if there was going to be a soccer team or if there was or wasn't um i was just i had just moved here and um uh, me and my wife were living together and I mean the routine was just pretty much work then on the weekends go visit my family or her family 
which are about hour and a half to our drive. And um, I never really got out to the city, didn't really meet a lot of people. And now that we have this club that we can call our own, I mean, I've met some some of the nicest, you know, awesome people. And it's it's pretty much become like a family, you know, La Familia Morada, as we call it. Mm-hmm. And we're making some memories that they're going to last for a lifetime, you know. Well, you two guys are obviously integral parts in the Purple family, the Coopers, all of that supporter section. I mean, you know, we both are obviously very well uh, respected and held up uh, in, in high esteem. You know, and I, I got to say, you know, Jorge, you've been kind of one of the faces of the group from day one with your purple mohawk that you had you, you in the colorful display and all that you do and how, you know, the, the all the capo stuff you do. That's incredible. By the way, I heard you last night from the press box and I was going to tell you that you have, you actually have a really good singing voice. You carry some notes <laughs> up and down. I was very impressed. I said, you know, I turned to everybody in press box. I said, Jorge could actually probably sing pretty good, man, because you were carrying some notes out there. I loved it. But the things that you've done have been fantastic. And, and uh, you, you know, you've helped to take, I know that a lot of the publications, for an example, use, uh, you know, your image and have used your image over the years uh, to help promote, you know, uh, the, the culture there at Louisville City and all the fans, the Coopers, the Purple Family, all that. Uh, it's been pretty amazing, man. You guys have been there. Uh, all the way from from nearly the very beginning. Well, you you said it. I mean, it's it's a culture. It's a culture that is built by the community. It's a culture that you make it what you want it to be. So when when I find out there was a team here, um, actually, I by chance um, a guy that I know, which is the owner of the Spanish publication jose he um he reached out to me he's like hey dude uh, i got tickets for a for a soccer match here for the new team and i said huh i mean i read it about it online and i was kind of like kind of on the sidelines but you know like lance said uh i was like okay i mean nobody's gonna show up to this thing but i'll go you know <laughs> and jose gave me some tickets and uh they were like up in uh you know up up, up there um, the, the nice tickets, as I call it. And I was like, you know, nobody's going to show up to this thing. Like, you know, I, I mean, I used to watch soccer, uh, football, as we call it in the, in Spanish on TV, uh, I, I follow most of, uh, the big leagues, like, you know, Spain, La Liga, uh, premier league, um, uh, football in South America. Uh, I, I follow Boca juniors, you know, in, in Liga in, 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 in a bunch of teams that, uh, that I grew up with. So when I was here in the stands, uh, I took a picture and I, I have that picture saved. Uh, that entire section, like right there in the middle, like, which is the middle of the field, was uh, full. And I was amazed. I was like, what? Did, did, did everybody buy tickets for this? Or, or were they just giving away? Because I was amazed. I, I, didn't, I didn't believe there was going to be so many people there. So I knew something was, something was special about what was getting ready to happen. And I recall so clearly, I said, Jose, I said, I'm going to buy tickets for this thing next time. I do appreciate you giving me this ticket. That's cool. I said, but I want to be over there in that section. I said, and I was looking, you know, from far, from far I was looking at Ken um, and he was with Alex doing the cop back then. They used to stand in, in little tiny wooden boxes 
You know what I'm saying? Like, it's crazy with how much we have evolved. They used to stand <laughs> in wooden boxes that are no bigger than, um, man, like like a shoebox. That, that's how, how little that thing was. And um, then the next match, I showed up, and I said, you know, the, the team is purple, so I need, I need to bring something with me to reminiscence that those experiences that I had growing up and, and in South America, this, this is a, it's a party. You, you go to a, a soccer match, it's a party. And I know Martin knows the same thing in Mexico. You know, people wear masks, people wear capes, people just wear, you know, very flamboyant things. So I was like, okay, if I'm going to make it my own, all right, I was actually going to do like a, like a cape, you know, wing, wings or something, but I couldn't find anything purple that was that big. <laughs> so I went to Party City and I went to the section that they had my colors, right? And uh, they had like tights and, you know, all kinds of crap in, in purple. And I saw that mohawk. And I was like, man, I, I wonder if it's going to be too loud. But I put the mohawk on and I said, man, I look a little silly with just the mohawk. I need to put some glasses on. So I, I got the glasses and I put them on. And dude, it just, it took off. I showed up like that. Everybody was, you know, everybody was like, wow, that's, you know, that's a little loud. And then uh, my dream was to get in the stand in couple. So um, I, I, you know, I, I admire Ken and, and Alex, uh, which are the, the first ones that, that did it, ever did it. Um, and uh, I approached him and I said, hey, I would like to be, you know, uh, I would like to learn. You're like, you know, how do you do it? And, um, I mean, my gosh, they were so welcoming. They were like, okay, I mean, you know, we'll, you'll have to learn the chants um, and then you'll have to you know, really kind of just command uh, the crowd because that's, that's what you do, man. I was talking to Mario Sanchez and, 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 and we'll go into a little bit of what happened today um, at the lunch. But, um, I, man, I was talking to him like, you know, people is, is like, you know, what are we going to do next? Like this, they're looking at you. And if you take a few, a few seconds more than what you're supposed to, somebody's going to holler from the crowd and start chanting something. And that's, that's okay. But sometimes, you know, if you're not commanding the, the crowd, they'll, they'll just go with it, man. And then you just kind of go with them. So it's really cool, man, that this is something that it's, it's a community thing. You know, it's not just us, you know, like telling people what to do or what to sing. I mean, they know the chance. Everybody joins. It's just like a whole, you know, like a whole party, man. I know the weather has been kind of crappy here lately, but in those days when the weather is nice and, you know, we have a, a, a good match, uh, it's amazing, man. People show up for this thing, man. We, we, we did something great. And it's really exciting to know that we are not, we have not even scratched the surface in this thing. We're playing in a baseball stadium. You know, we're, you know, we, we don't have like, you know, we, we don't have an idea where this is going once we get into that new stadium. Lance. Well, that's Mar exactly right. You know, Jorge, you, you bring up the baseball stadium thing. And, and, if the, and uh, you know, the thing that kills me is when other soccer teams want to throw darts at the fact that we play in a baseball stadium and they want to criticize when in fact, I, it's my opinion that all that Louisville city has accomplished in the last five years 
has all been done in spite of the fact that we play in a baseball stadium and really other soccer teams and soccer fans that care about the growth of the sport and care about what what's happening around the country should celebrate what Louisville city has been able to accomplish, even though they play in a baseball stadium and should be, you know, probably fearful of what's going to happen when Louisville city blows up as they move into their own stadium. But I, it, it kills me. I, when they, when they, when they really try to beat us up for that, I just kind of laugh and say, well, you know, look what we've done. Look at the, all these people that are here in spite of the fact that the pitch looks crazy. You know, that's okay. It doesn't matter. It's because look at the guys like Martin. Look at the guys like Jorge that are over there having a ball, having a party down at Scouse's house on the other end. Just a celebration of the sport. It is a, a very festive event. And you're right when the weather's good and there's nine or 10,000 people there. There's nothing better to do in the city of Louisville than go to one of these games. It's a lot, a lot of fun. And that's what people talk about time and time again that have no soccer experience. They just go and they say, man, it is a party. That's a lot of fun. It is. It is. Uh, Martin, I mean, we, we talked about, about it before in Spanish and the culture of the soccer fan, especially if you grew up with this, the, the sport. I mean, you know it. It's, it's a party, man. I mean, we reminiscence sometimes like going as kids and stuff like that. And, and I praised uh, el, el profe Sapienza because he brings his kids to these matches. You know, I, I bring my kids to the matches, but you know, he didn't grow up with the sport. He kind of just, you know, liked it and stuff, but as an adult, um, and, and he is in, in, in him and in many, many more, uh, parents are bringing kids to this, to this event. And the kids are growing up knowing that Louisville city FC is, you know, is a staple of the city, the Louisville city FC is it's a party it's it's a good time and that's a special guys that's really special because once they grow up you know they're going to connect louisville city fc with man this is my team this is you know this is who i get behind and and they will just continue the legacy and and that's really special what do you think martin oh i completely agree i mean we're we're in a state that's known for horses and basketball, you know, and just the amount of success that the team has had in sh such a short period of time is very promising for what lies in the future. I mean, it's the first professional team in Kentucky, and I think it's going to be around for yeah, a very, very special, long time. Very special. So that's awesome, dude. That's awesome. Hey, uh, real quick, I wanted to cover uh, the, the great uh, performance the team is has been having the last few matches. Um, uh, I was uh, talking to Mario Sanchez today. Um, we had the opportunity to uh, meet with uh, him, Evan Floyd, uh, Jose Donis, which is uh, the owner of Aldea in America, and uh, the one of the owners of uh, El Nopal uh, restaurant, uh, Mexican restaurant. So there, there's a partnership in, in, in the other segment of the podcast. People will get to uh, know about that. It's pretty exciting news. Uh, they're going to be hosting watch parties. And that's going to be cool because, as I said in that segment, um, there's nothing better than Mexican food. It's, you know, that's I'm, one of my favorites. I mean, Lance, I mean, you, you, you eat just about anything. So what do you think, man? Is that statement uh, accurate? That, uh, look, that's our go-to. My wife and I, it, our go-to is, do you have any thoughts on dinner? Well, I hadn't thought about it. 
how about Mexican? And it's, I mean, it's a no brainer. She absolutely loves tequila and the margaritas. And I mean, I love, you know, to go have whatever, you know, my favorite is probably pollo poblano. And I love to have that. I love all Mexican cuisine. I've never had a bad Mexican meal. So I agree 100%. Yeah. I'm, I'm in agreement with you, man. And I've tried, you know, fajitas and, 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 you know, when it comes to Mexican food, uh, people that doesn't speak Spanish become bilingual because they start saying, you know, like pollo poblano or like uh, camarones, and you know, it's, it's kind of it's kind of funny because they probably don't even know what it means, but they just know the dish as whatever is on the menu. So that's pretty that's cool. Right. <laughs> Agree. Really, I'm really excited to see um, the, um, the the owner of the El Nopal with, with one of the locations that the watch party is going to be, he's really excited. He's really excited. Um, I think it's going to be a special. There's more to come on that. Uh, we need to move some pieces and talk to some people, you know, but I, I think it's going to be a really nice thing. Um, I'm actually really excited. And uh, with Mario, we were talking today about the team's performance. Um, last night was awesome. Uh, Memphis 901, uh, came here and I tell you what, I mean, like any team that is not doing well, you always have to watch them because you never know. They, I mean, they, they come hungry, they come in need, they, you know, they're, they're here to get whatever they can get because they're going, you know, they're, they're in a bad moment. So it's really, really hard to play those kind of teams because you never know what's going to happen. But I tell you what, man, Los Morados did great. Um, I was very impressed with the performance. Um, everybody, man, Rasmussen was great. Uh, Oscar was great. I mean, that goal of Kasana was, oh, my gosh. I, I almost lost my crap when, when that happened. <laughs> but I agree anyways, It was a fantastic performance. The passing has improved so much. You know, offensively, we, we look much better than we did uh, three or four games ago. We've had to overcome a lot of adversity. Uh, but, but you know, that Tampa and that second half against Tampa, you know, I'm hoping that that turns out to be kind of like the turning point for the season where things started heading the right direction. And so far it has been uh, with two wins since that point. You know, we got that draw on the road there. Uh, I tell you what, man, this team, as they get healthier – uh, and and continue to kind of gel and become a lot more cohesive. I love what I'm seeing out of Abdu Bakijam. I mean, that guy is is gaining a lot of confidence and played extremely well last night. I, the fun part, the biggest surprise, the best part about this whole season so far to me has been Magnus Rasmussen and how he has shown. This is the best I've ever seen him play. Uh, certainly, you know, Louisville City FC, it's the best he's played. And I hope he can continue that through the rest of the season. If so, I'm looking forward to a lot of wins. Definitely. Martin, what do you think about Rasmussen, man? Like, uh, I mean, we've seen him before. He was with the team before, but I mean, how do you, how do you see like the moment that he is, you know, the, the great moment that he's having uh, in the last few matches? Yeah. He, gosh, he's been spectacular. His feet work is just extraordinary um me and the wife were lucky enough to uh make the trip down to tampa and when we saw them when we saw him pretty much manhandle tampa's uh defense i mean we just lost it you know and he the effort that he's been putting in and, and you can tell that he's a very very passionate 
a player as well. And I think that just adds fuel to the other players that are around him. But yeah, like uh, Lance said, as the team has been playing, they have been getting more cohesive and gelling and gosh, and with Lucky uh, being there to finish, put that last touch to put that ball. If you look in at that, that celebration last think, night, they showed the I clips. We're going to be okay. The dance that he did with uh, really Abidjan, good. Uh, after he scored the goal. If you just look at his face, I mean, that's genuine joy. Uh, and it's not, a, it's not, it wasn't forced. It wasn't trying to be, uh, you know, show like he's got some swagger. I mean, this club is starting to have fun playing the sport of soccer again. And I think that we're well on our way. Hopefully we can continue the momentum because again, I think this team it will be right there at the top uh, when it comes playoff time. It's going to be a very, very dangerous team. Yeah, um, I, I just got to say how impressed I am with just the player, how our coach has been able to bring on players that just fit in to the culture and just are buy right into it. Because like you said, that was genuine joy when you saw that celebration. And he has been such a hard worker on the field. I knew it was just a matter of time before he started, started getting those goals in. And I, it just well, you brought up Coach Hackworth. makes me so happy I mean, for him. Top that class. He's and the guy is an absolute classy individual. I've talked with him many times after games, and, and whether he wins or loses, same demeanor, just a very class individual. And you can see you're exactly, Martin, you see his eye for talent and able how it will fit his system and this team. He's done incredibly well after taking over from the triumvirate for that brief period after O'Connor left. I I look for he. I mean, any guy wants to be here. He loves this city. Uh, I really have become a huge fan of John Hackworth, uh, and look forward to uh, to many years of him being here. Uh, at least, <laughs> I cross my fingers and I hope every time I see him play because I really do think a whole lot of that guy. Definitely, guys. The, I mean, John has been great. Uh, it was the best decision that the front office uh, made when they brought him on board. Uh, especially at the time that, you know, we were kind of going into this transition. I think he did great. I mean, he, he took us to win another USL championship. And um, the work that he has put so far in selecting the best fits that work with the system, that are hardworking individuals, I, I think that speaks a lot, you know, of him. Um, he really has an eye for talent. Um, out of the signings, I mean, everybody's is done really well. I think uh, uh, with the opportunity, I mean, they are, they are all professionals. They're going to put everything they got out there, and I'm just glad. I mean, I'm glad that um, I, I'm glad that they had the they're having the opportunity uh, to play like Cosana uh, because we, I mean, we love uh, El Conejo Spencer. I mean, you know, he's one of my favorite players. And he hasn't been at 100% here lately. And, you know, due to the injuries that we're having, um, all these players that, you know, perhaps were not given the opportunity to be in the starting 11 are getting that opportunity now. And it's really cool to see that they can perform as well as the ones that were, you know, that were the starting 11. So that's really exciting because you have a lot of potential on that on that bench, man. And that just speaks so, uh, very highly on – uh, how much work 
these guys put into the into what they do and, and how passionate they are. Uh, out of everybody, man, my, my favorite, I always have a favorite. Every year I have a favorite. And Lance knows this. My favorite, when I found out Loki Kosana was coming here, dude, that, that dude gave me nightmares when he scored against us. Uh, <laughs> he was with Penn FC. Dude, I, I mean, the, the, he's, I mean, the way he did it so fast and he is just, <laughs> I mean, the dude is, it reminds me, and you know how I, I put nicknames to people. Um, he reminds me of a train, dude. A train that is coming at you that nothing's going to stop. So I've been like tweeting my butt off saying, you know, fright train Kosana, because he reminds me of that, man. It's, the dude is unstoppable. Um, and he did it again uh, yesterday. I mean, he, he did it again. It was a massive pass from, uh, from Abdu, which Abdu is our compadre. Abdu is our, 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 our amigo because he does speak Spanish. Uh, I don't know if you, if you knew this, uh, Lance, but he, he does speak Spanish. Well, he, he's, he's fluent, uh, fluent in English, uh, French, but he also speaks Spanish. Uh, he performed a quick interview with the Spanish uh, newspaper. Uh, and I, I, I wasn't like um, surprised because a lot of um, uh, African uh, countries do speak English, French, and Spanish. It all depends on which ones. But so I wasn't surprised. But it was just kind of cool to listen to him, like saying, you know, like he was like, oh, yeah, the, the, the coach, we were trying to do what the coach wanted us on the pitch. And then and he was all in Spanish, man. It was really cool. And I, I think, um, uh, Martin, do, do you remember that interview? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that's oh yeah, I definitely saw that, and I was so geeked yeah, out. So guys, about it. It was two awesome. one was the final score um, last night. Rasmussen scored thirty three, uh, and then Kosana at sixty one, and then Abdu was so good that he scored a goal as well, but for the other team. <laughs> so I mean, the dude is unstoppable. Yeah, that's exactly right. It was so unfortunate. <laughs> they should have never been in that position in the first place. Uh, it really wasn't played very well by uh, the back line and, and wound up getting ourselves into a little bit of a bind that shouldn't have been. And, and, uh, and ben, you know, ben, ben Loon wasn't able to capture the ball, and it just got there. He tried to clear it, and it was gone. No, and man, I'm, I'm not mad at him, man. He was doing his job. His job is to put the ball in the back of the net. He did it. <laughs> he did it in the wrong side, but he did his job. I mean, it's all good. As long as he puts the ball in the back of the net, we're good, man. That's so, right. Okay. It's good to come away with that victory. Uh, I, you know, you do hate to see that. But, you know, I asked Coach Hackworth about that in the press conference last night. And, you know, he said, basically looked at me with kind of like, come on, Lance, you know, look, we're going to, we're not even going to bring it up. I mean, it really wasn't anything. It wasn't his fault. It wasn't anything he could do. And, uh, and good. I was like, good, because I don't want to see that affect his confidence level. You can see the confidence building in Abdu um, over the last several games tremendously, and I want and, and his comfort level. Well, I'd like to see him at full strength and full confidence. You know, hopefully that knock that he took last night won't keep him down very long. I don't know uh, the extent of what his injury was, but but I mean, he looks great. And uh, and you're right. I mean, he can't keep the ball out of the net. That's a good thing, right? <laughs> That's it, man. That that's the only job he has is to put that ball in the back of the net, and he's doing it. You know, <laughs> so we're we're happy with that. So um, I was looking at the standings, and as of right now, we are sixth. Uh, 
But if you look at the points, I mean, we are at 13 points um, overall, and uh, we're not far away. First place is St. Louis FC, and they have 17. So, I mean, things are very, very tight um, right in the upper portion of the table. Uh, things are not looking great at the bottom, man. They're, like, super behind. I mean, Hartford Athletic is at no points. And then uh, Salt Park Rangers, they, they only have two points. So, huge gap uh, in between uh, top and bottom. So, I think in the next uh, in the next two, two three games, we're going to see a lot of changes on the top of the table if we continue performing the way we are. Um, I'm pretty excited to uh, play – uh, Swap Park Rangers, I think, is a great opportunity coming up to get three points. Um, I know it's it's going to be an away game on a – is it on a Monday? It's super weird um, when it's going to be. But um, do you know anything about that, Lance? Like, why is it on a Monday? That's just not typical. I don't, I don't know anything about scheduling and why they do those things. I just know it's incredibly difficult for uh, a team to put together um, – I mean, the league to put together schedules. But you, look, look, look at uh, Louisville City for an example as far as their home field is concerned. They have to share it with the minor league baseball team here in town. And so they, they, there are weekends that just aren't available. And so they've got to make things fit sometimes where it may not be optimal, uh, but they have to get the games in. And so, no, I don't know why they chose a Monday night for that particular reason, but I'm sure that it was not something they said, you know, it would be great. Let's put this on a Monday night. I think that's just where they had to fit it. Uh, for whatever reasons, you know, I have no idea, but I know it's difficult to make these schedules. Yeah, yeah. But they're not also not, the league's also not looking at um, Derby Day. They're not looking at, you know, like last year we had to play, I think, at Indy 11 on Derby Day, if I remember correctly. You know, they, they don't, they, unless Little City makes a lot of noise about that being Derby Day, they just don't, it doesn't register with the league. They don't know, they don't care. They're, they're worried about putting the soccer schedule together. Um, and so thankfully we were able to avoid that this year. You know, what I'm happy about is that, um, with this match being an away match on a Monday after Derby, that means, I mean, I don't know, but that means that the guys may be able to go to Oaks or Derby. I mean, it's, it's a whole, you know, it's a whole festivity here the entire week. Um, I'm not, I don't know if that, you know, they will get a chance to do that, but I mean, they deserve some, you know, some R&R as well. And sure. uh, those events, man, I was actually happy to see that, um, like, last year they play, you know, when it was Derby. And that, that kind of sucks because, you know, I mean, they're young dudes, man. And they, they want to, you know, be out and about. And I, it's totally understandable. And Derby is, I mean, you know how it is in this town. And there's all kinds of things to do, uh, concerts and, you know, the, the actual Oaks derby and it's just cool man so I'm, I'm happy that they may be able to um make some of those events yeah i totally agree i mean it's a long season and if they have to play every weekend night there's no fun involved in that so hopefully that they can get out and enjoy some of the derby festivities that would that would be really cool I, i'm guessing that they will that's awesome so let's talk um predictions man we, we typically go one by one with the guests and, you know, Martin, myself. Uh, so we're playing Swap Park Rangers next, uh, next Monday. Uh, they are uh, right at the bottom, number 17 out of 18. And uh, they're not really doing very well. Um, 
it's a B team. I'm I'm not a fan of those because I feel like we're you know that they don't really have any any stake into it. With the exception of New York Rebels, I mean, I, I the others I'm not really super in love with. You know, affiliation teams, but you know we we're gonna play them. Um, what do you predict, Lance? Well, on paper, it looks like, you know, we should certainly be able to go on the road and, and get three points, but that it's never an easy task to do that. Um, Swell Park has been good the last several years. If you remember two years ago, that's who we had to beat coming out of the Western Conference for the USL, uh, for the USL Cup Championship. Uh, so it, it's hard to gauge that. It's just tough. But I think if Louisville City will play its game the way that it's played these last two matches, certainly should be in a position to pick up three points, at least get a result. Um, I, I think we get the win on Monday night. What's the score? Oh, man. I, I, we don't score a lot of goals, so it's kind of – I think 2-0, 2-0, probably 2-0, 2-1. All right. What about you, Martin? What do you predict? Nice. Um, I'm going to be a little more conservative, I think. Yeah, I was thinking 2-0 one, one as well. Um, and, and I'll be happy with the three points. Even if they get a, a tie, I, I'll be happy because uh, we're adding. You know, we're adding. It is an away match. Um, I don't think um, the three points is going to be hard to uh, to get because of the way that Swap Park is playing. Uh, they're not doing really, you know, really doing any good. But uh, you never know. I mean, like Lance said, uh, you got to be careful, man. Uh, you can't just uh, think and undermine some, you know, some team that's not doing well because it might be that turning point, and we may be the ones that, you know, uh, they get the, their wings. So, um, all right, man. So, also, Makarbi, man, thank you so much for <laughs> joining in the, the podcast this is a great honor just for you. This week, uh, we decided to conduct the podcast in English. Um, and I'm, I'm glad because we probably get more listeners. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm humbled. I mean, I really am that you would do that. And, I, and it's really sweet and kind. Thank you very much. <laughs> Big honor to be on the podcast. Uh, and, and thank you very much. And, and before we wrap it up, I just would take two minutes real quick. One, Martine, uh, you're a fantastic person, man. I see you out on Twitter. I've met you a, a few times and obviously you're very beloved among the purple family, just a very kind and sweet person. And, and I look forward to just seeing your big smile from time to time when I come down in the concourse area. And last night, I want to wish you happy anniversary again. Last night when the, when there was that read about all the birthdays and anniversaries, it just kind of came up. And as, and as soon as I said, Martin, I knew I was like, Oh no, it's Martine. And I, there's no, I missed it. But so I apologize for that. But I, I, I DM'd you last night and told you, I know your name is Martine. And I, so I'm sorry. I messed that up. Well, thank oh, you very no much. It was a very special all. night. And, and I hope that it was your anniversary. Is that correct? Well, I wish you many, many more years of happiness and, and being a part of the Purple family as well. Yep, third, and, and third, you know, yep. I think that's uh, fantastic that you are celebrating there. Jorge, I got to say to you, my man, you know, you've been a great friend to me uh, from day one. And you're one of the reasons why I fell in love with this club. And I mean that sincerely. You may not remember, but at Against the Grain, um, you bought me a beer uh, about maybe the third or fourth game. And we were just standing there talking. I was talking to a couple, I think the Heretics actually. 
and you said, who are you? And I was like, I'm Lance McGarvey. And, and you recognized me and you, you know, the voice or whatever. And you said, Oh my gosh. And you bought me a beer. We had a lot of fun that night. I will never forget it. Cause it just made me feel like I'm a part of something that's bigger than just kind of this production or whatever. It's, it's really starting to grow already as a, as a family. And then you came on soccer city and you gave me the nickname Eloso. And it, it, I really, really love that nickname. It's my favorite. Nick- I've had many nicknames throughout my lifetime. It is by far my favorite. And I uh, love it when people refer to that. And hopefully it, it's kind of given me a little bit of credibility that a person like that berserker, but like Jorge Pasmino bestowed that name upon me. And I, I'm just very thrilled and, and honored to have that. Man, it's, you know, we're having fun, guys. This is, this sport brings people together, bring communities together with all backgrounds with, you know, it does not matter where you're from, what language you speak. And when I, uh, when I met you, man, I, I was just happy because I'm, I was happy that the sport was here and we were able to connect and meet new people that had a similar uh, you know, similar passion for the sport. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I might have bought you that beer because, you know, I, I buy lots of beers to people that is, you know, cool, man. And I, when I had the opportunity to be on radio, uh, man, I'm, I'm so happy. I'm so happy that you were such a good sport and uh, took that nickname. Um, I mean, I never imagined uh, after that day that people will actually start referring uh, when when they talk to you as a, a loss of McGarvey. And then when Brad put it on Twitter too, that was hilarious. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we're, we're having fun, dude. And this is so great. And with the fun comes a lot of passion for the sport. And with that passion, we're driving this team to championships. We're taking this team to a new stadium that – a few years back, nobody could have ever imagined. So we're part of something special, guys. And I'm just blessed one more time. And I, and I say it over and over and over again. I'm just blessed to be part of it and, and to be able to put that little, you know, that little, uh, that little grain out there contributing to this uh, community. And in this Louisville City FC that is going to be around for a long time, Come on, people. It's going to be around for a long time. And being part of it now is just, you know, we are those pioneers, man. We're those that we're going to be the OGs that, you know, <laughs> Lance is going to be the OG. Somebody is, you know, we, we know Kevin. Kevin's up and coming in the broadcasting. Like, you know, eventually 10 years from now, he's going to be the one, you know, in that position. Uh, of being the, the 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 first one, right? So we're gonna be the OGs, man, and that's so exciting. Uh, we were talking with Evan Floyd um, after we toured the the stadium the other day. Uh, that once the stadium is built, uh, they're calling you know they're calling one of the sections the Scouts' house. And think about this, man. In 10, 20 years, uh, it's still gonna be called the Scouts' house, end right? And probably somebody's going to ask, why is it called this cow's house? <laughs> and there, there'll be many people that ask that. Yeah, for sure. I was like, well, there was this guy. <laughs> <laughs> like back in 2016. <laughs> so that that's cool, man. Like we're making history, guys. And I'm just so blessed being part of it. 
so blessed that you know, I can call Lance uh, Magarbi, that I can be with, with Martin on this podcast in Spanish and English and whatever we need to do it to bring awareness to this fabulous thing that is Louisville City FC. Well, keep doing what you're doing. Very proud of what you guys are doing and, and very happy and honored again to be on this podcast tonight. So thank you, Martin. Thank you, Jorge. Appreciate it very much. Thank you also. Thank you so much. And uh, to wrap it up tonight, podcast Luchador, we're going to, um, I guess, uh, share with our listeners how they can follow us. Um, hey, Lance, if anybody wants to follow you, where should, where should they look? They can uh, go to Twitter and it's at CLM250. At CLM250. Awesome, awesome. Thank you so much, Lance. El Oso Magarby en el Podcast Luchador. Y Martín, eh, si es que te quieren seguir, tus fans, uh, ¿dónde te pueden encontrar? Perfecto, perfecto. Twitter, uh, el handle es Martín Mi Morado. Es Jorge, y yo te agradezco mucho por haber estado acá con nosotros la noche de hoy, escuchándonos, um, compartiendo lo que es la pasión de Lugo City FC. Uh, Lugo City FC. Y me puedes encontrar, eh, soy un admin uh, de la cuenta Los Morados, es Lu City underscore ES o ES. Y pues. Uh, thank you so much, guys, for being on this po on this podcast. I'm so happy that we were able to um, have Lance on the podcast. And um, I guess let's uh, we we're gonna have to wait for a couple weeks to get another uh, home match. But I, I guess I'll see you guys around. If I don't make a watch party, um, I'll see you at the stadium. Um, I want to say, vamos morados, vamos a ganar. Thank you so much, guys. We'll see you next time. Vamos, Morados. Muy buenas noches, damas y caballeros, todos los consumidores del podcast Luchador. Regresa el podcast Luchador con más fuerza que nunca. Esta ocasión eh, no tenemos los habituales, los de siempre, debido a que pues, hay obligaciones de la casa, de la familia de muchas cosas que um, hay que pues poner atención. Yo también he estado muy desconectado del podcast en estas últimas semanas debido al trabajo y, y la familia, pero regresamos, regresamos con toda la fuerza a comunicarles todo lo relacionado al Lobo City FC, fútbol en general, eh, lo que es la USL en el 2019 y también vamos a hablar de la Open Cup. Conmigo, como un invitado de honor, eh, regresa, regresa como el ave fénix, nuestro compadre, nuestro pana, nuestro comunicador, Lee Aizón, nuestro amigo de siempre, el señor José Donis, dueño de Al Día en América, una persona muy conocida acá en la ciudad, en la comunidad latina, nos acompaña la noche de hoy para pues eh, hablar de fútbol. José, ¿cómo estás? Buenas noches, Jorge. Un saludo a toda la audiencia del de podcast Luchador. Es eh, un honor y muy contento de estar de nuevo uniéndome a la audiencia tuya y al calor de la familia futbolera de Lugo, ¿no? 
Gracias, gracias, José. Te agradezco mucho que pues hayas aceptado la invitación eh, de último minuto. Pues eh, toda la gente está ocupada para el podcast luchador. Los habituales, nuestro reportero de siempre de Univisión, Martín, anda ahí en una en un viaje al Medio Oriente, lo mandaron allá, estamos en la guerra y se fue a, com a comunicar allá a la Comunidad Latina como reportero, lo mandamos para allá. El profe <risa> no se encuentra también en el podcast porque pues está haciendo cosas de profesor, enseñando ahí uh, la, el idioma inglés a los que no hablan inglés, pero Jorge regresa acá al podcast Luchador a comunicarles todo lo relacionado a Lubo City FC, y la USL. Bueno, José, hablemos de fútbol. Dime, mijo, ¿cómo está la temporada de Lobo City FC? Hemos, te, hemos, estamos en un momento mejor. Estamos yendo para arriba. Me encanta mucho lo que está haciendo John Hackworth. ¿Cómo están pasando las cosas eh, con relación al equipo? Pero dime, ¿cómo les ves, mijo? Bueno, la, la verdad que el desempeño increíble. No sé, los que tuvieron la dicha de ver el último, la última goleada 4 a 1 frente a Charleston, era como, era estar en uno de, los, de esos partidos históricos, ¿no? Cuando te recuerdas cuando eras pequeño y veías uno de esos juegos clásicos, no, yo estaba emocionado, ¿no? Ver el 1, el 2, el 3, el cuarto gol, eh, entonces, increíble, ¿no? Eh, un detalle clave que afirmó el mismo entrenador es que una de las claves es tratar de meter el gol desde un principio, ¿no? Para, de, para desde un principio llevar tanto la, la tranquilidad de estar arriba como eh, pues la ventaja, ¿no? Y poder jugar más tranquilo. Porque cuando llevas encima esa presión de que vas perdiendo, vas empatado, es más difícil. Pero bueno, claro, en general, claro, claro. luego finalmente está demostrando quién es el campeón de la USL, ¿no? Venimos, venimos en un momento muy bueno, un momento futbolero en donde estamos ganando, estamos gustando, estamos enamorando a la hinchada mucho más de lo que ya le, lo habíamos logrado. Como tú dices, es el campeón de la liga. El campeón de la liga tiene que salir a representar, tiene que hacerse respetar como su posición de tener el campeonato pues bajo su... Eh, bajo su tutela. Estamos en un momento muy crítico de la temporada, ya estamos casi a la mitad, en donde pues hablemos, hablemos sinceramente, si es que, si es que a este punto eh, los equipos ya no están acoplados, si los jugadores no se conocen, si estás teniendo problemas y ya las cosas se te están complicando. Y afortunadamente, luego City FC comenzó, como te digo, despacio estábamos plagados de lesiones, estábamos eh, haciendo cambios por derecha, por izquierda, eh, jugadores nuevos que venían, eh, que vienen, eh, como es, como te digo, reforzando al equipo, pero no son titulares por, por las lesiones. Había muchas, muchas dudas. Yo creo que en este momento, eh, en, en la mitad de la temporada, estamos bien. El, yo creo que nos vamos ya acoplando mucho más porque tenemos los jugadores que vienen eh, jugando, reemplazando a los que estaban lesionados y los que estaban lesionados ya no, ya están recuperándose. Entonces tenemos ya los jugadores que ya adquirieron esa experiencia eh, en, el, en, la primera, eh, la, en la primera mitad de la temporada y ahora tenemos los jugadores titulares 
que ya están mejor, como Paolo del Piccolo, como Brian Omni, uh, hasta Richard Ballard. Y ya se están recuperando, están entrando a la cancha de juego y estamos trayendo, eh, te digo, una fuerza muy, muy interesante que está dando, está dando de qué hablar a, en todos los partidos, así sea, así sea de visitante o de local. Así es, eh, Jorge. Esa es una de las, de las líneas que nos uh, dijo Oscar Jiménez, el número 19, ¿no? A principio de la temporada cuando lo entrevistamos. Le preguntamos cuáles eran los retos de este año para el equipo. Y él creo que muy correctamente dijo que el mayor reto eh, iba a ser a poder integrar a los nuevos jugadores. Y, y creo que a, a, el, la, la afirmación fue, fue correcta, ¿no? Porque... Como pudimos ver, la primera parte de la temporada fue un poco difícil. El equipo estaba como que medio armado así, bueno, por todo lo que has dicho, ¿no? La, las las uh, lesiones que teníamos. Pero poco a poco, eh, los que han ido jugando, han tenido la oportunidad de jugar, los nuevos, han podido ir en, integrándose. A mí me ha gustado mucho, por ejemplo, ver a Abdu, eh, uno de los jugadores que viene de... Se me olvida el país de donde es, pero es de, de África. Eh, me, ha, me ha gustado y creo que ha anotado goles ya por lo menos uno entonces eh, eso es bueno no eh... tenemos tenemos unos jugadores muy in, muy interesantes en la plantilla estamos hablando de eh, jugadores africanos eh, a, a Abdu de Senegal eh, y él trae pues un repertorio muy 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 interesante eh, jugando por, para una de las universidades acá en donde estaba becado jugando fútbol entonces hay mucho mucho talento en la plantilla que tiene el Lobo City FC hay mucho de qué hablar de los resultados positivos hay mucho de qué hablar porque venimos no perdiendo hemos empatado con eh, con un equipo muy, muy interesante que vino a, a Louisville en mayo, St. Louis FC, uno de los mejores equipos de este año, y te digo, estuvo muy, muy interesante el partido, salimos con un empate 0 a 0, pero yo creo que todo estuvo bien, después nos fuimos de visitante allá a Bethlehem Steel, eh, Debíamos haber ganado ese partido, yo creo que se descompusieron las cosas, pero un, un empate de visitantes siempre vale la pena, Luego, pues, como tú dices, venimos acá a casa, jugamos con Charleston Battery y gustamos, jugamos bien, goleamos y la hinchada está muy, muy contenta con el rendimiento. Ahora, ¿qué? Hablando, hablando de la hinchada, no sé si quieres cambiar de tema, pero la hinchada, pues, eh, a mí me complace, me satisface ver que cada, en cada partido empiezo a ver más y más y más caras, no solo latinas, sino en general, ¿no? Pero, bueno, como yo respondo al mercado hispano, eh, pues a mí me complace ver que cada vez más somos la, la hinchada latina, es más, ¿no? Poco a poco. Poco a poco, tú sabes que es un proyecto que el equipo se puso a eh, no solo tener esa hinchada que ya viene bien acompañando al equipo los últimos años, sino crecerlo en el aspecto internacional, donde la gente ya ama el deporte, ama el fútbol. Nosotros los latinos lo amamos al fútbol. Lo que hay que hacer es... Dale a conocer a la gente que el equipo está acá para que se, eh, se enamoren de Lugo City FC. Y como pues de Ende, ya amando el fútbol como el deporte más popular del mundo, simplemente tener la oportunidad de ver 
qué tan hermoso juega el Lobo Serie FC, qué tan bueno es el equipo y qué buen planteamiento hace John Howard. Um, ahora, ¿qué? Hablemos de cómo están los proyectos de, eh, de crecer la hinchada, ¿no? Yo, yo sé que tú, como el representante de uno de los medios de comunicación más grandes acá en la ciudad, en el estado prácticamente, uh, y no solo el estado de Kentucky, sino también Indiana, eh, estás trabajando muy, muy de cerca con la, eh, los representantes del Lugo City FC, lo que nosotros llamamos la front office, y ellos están trabajando contigo eh, Uh, dando a conocer a la gente pues información de los partidos, dándote a ti pues la información que necesitas para poder promover el deporte en la comunidad hispana. Como este podcast es en luchador, pues somos un poquito bias a, a lo que es el mercado, pero el equipo está haciendo yo creo que un esfuerzo fenomenal en invitar a la comunidad internacional en general. Pero coméntanos, eh, José, un poquito de cómo está la cosa contigo ¿Qué está haciendo el equipo? Um, ¿Qué esfuerzos tiene el equipo con el mercado hispano? ¿Y cómo están marchando las cosas? Dime. Pues mira, no hay cosa mejor que ser fan o hincha de un equipo campeón. O que esté entre los mejores tres de la, de la ¿cómo se llama? De la liga, ¿no? Eh, y, y es una satisfacción cada juego ver a la gente llegar y, y trabajar por invitar a la gente más y más, ¿no? Eh, entre una de las cosas que estamos haciendo, y ya, ya tú sabes algo, es eh, ir invitando a patrocinadores potenciales a que hagan los watch parties en sus uh, localidades, ¿no? Entonces, por ejemplo, a finales del de, de mes de julio, si no me equivoco, o tal vez me equivoco, no sé si es a finales de junio o julio, creo que es a finales de julio, eh, tenemos un watch party programado en un restaurante mexicano de la ciudad, uno de los restaurantes del Nopal, eh, para que vaya viendo la gente pues que el, el, los, el mercado latino, la comunidad latina, es totalmente parte de lo que hoy llamamos uh, la historia de Louisville y el fútbol y el equipo profesional Lugo City, ¿no? Los latinos, los latinos somos muy parte de ese equipo, tanto como la hinchada, los de la camisola número 12, como los que apoyan, los supporters, los coopers, como, como en medios de comunicación, como patrocinadores, como jugadores, los latinos estamos, definitivamente somos parte de este eh, gran equipo, ¿no? Bueno, tú dices algo muy, como nosotros decimos en Sudamérica, José, tu boca está embarrada de razón. ¿Por qué? Mira, <risa> nosotros tenemos eh, varios factores que han contribuido positivamente al crecimiento y el éxito de Lugo City FC. Y uno de esos factores es la hinchada. La hinchada tiene que ser un grupo de personas al cual no le interesa si el equipo es de una división de tercera, de segunda, de cuarta, de lo que sea. Es mi equipo, es el equipo que representa mi ciudad, es el equipo que está aquí, que yo puedo ir a ver en persona y está jugando en la USL. Hay mucha gente que, que realmente va porque pues, le gusta ver al equipo. Es un espectáculo muy chévere. Hay muchas, uh, mucha gente que va. Eh, el ambiente, la, la atmósfera es, es chévere. Y no le importa en qué uh, liga se está desempeñando. Uh, hay mucha gente que sí dice, bueno, es, es USL, es, un, eh, es una liga de, de menor, no es la, la, la liga mayor. Pero te digo, mira, 
con todo lo que se ha hecho acá, el componente de la hinchada, que es muy importante, le está empujando el equipo no solamente a campeonatos, sino también a construir un estadio, mi hijo, que está entre uno de los mejores estadios de esta región. Hay muchos, muchos, muchos estadios en el país que, que son grandísimos, pero para lo que es esta región, para lo que es el deporte acá del fútbol, en donde somos foráneos acá, los hinchas del fútbol somos minoría, somos los asiáticos de, 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 de todas las demográficas, o sea, somos, somos muy chiquitos, un grupo muy pequeño, y te digo que Qué bonito que se haya podido impulsar a este equipo a campeonatos nacionales que también incluyen equipos del Canadá. Entonces, prácticamente es un campeonato internacional. Eh, y se está construyendo un estadio muy hermoso en donde vamos a tener una experiencia muy linda el próximo año cuando ya se abran las puertas. A mí me alegra ah. mucho, me alegra mucho, me alegra mucho de que, de que la gente apoya al equipo sin importar en qué liga se desempeña, eh, si es que empata, si es que gana o hasta pierde. El, si el clima está bonito, la gente viene. Lo que sí afecta mucho a veces es el clima. La gente no le gusta mojarse o si está frío. Eso es entendible porque trae a sus niños, trae a personas también eh, que no les, no les gusta estar expuesta a, a, a los elementos. Pero si es que el día está bonito, eh, no hay ningún evento de mayor eh, cobertura acá eh, el Lobo City, un partido de Lobo City FC es el evento a, al que va la gente claro. ¿Entiendes? estamos hablando de, de claro, miles no, de personas no sé, si, no sé si te enteraste pero el, el partido del pasado 18 de mayo frente a San Luis Lobo uh, se llevó el primer lugar en audiencia en, en estadios a nivel nacional en la USL ese fin de semana. Perfecto, no, y sí, estamos, te digo, estamos no solo poniendo un producto de calidad en la cancha de juego, sino también, como tú dices, el jugador número 12 está yendo al estadio, está apoyando el equipo y sin importar qué tipo de liga estamos jugando. Eh, ¿Me entiendes? Es, eso es muy importante. Tú tienes, tú tienes otros equipos que están en otras partes del país donde la hinchada no existe y el equipo está tratando de sobrevivir acá nosotros queremos jugar al fútbol y queremos ver a un equipo la gente está viniendo y lo bonito de todo esto es que ya ganamos campeonatos ya tenemos la hinchada ya, ya creciendo y sigue creciendo y al, al, a, la, a la oficina pues eh, administradora del Lugo City FC le interesa seguir expandiendo este amor al fútbol traer a los hispanos, a los latinos, traer a los, a los asiáticos, a los africanos, a los europeos, a quien sea que está acá en esta ciudad que le guste el deporte. Y si es que no conoces del deporte, ven, ven, conócelo, trátalo una vez y te va a gustar mucho. Es un ambiente muy bonito. Eh, puedes traer a la familia, hay lugares donde puedes estar con tu familia, hay lugares donde si quieres puedes pegarte unas cervecitas las puedes hacer, hay lugares donde puedes comer y el espectáculo siempre, siempre, siempre es de muy buena calidad. Entonces, uh, me, me alegra mucho, José, de que Lobo City sí está trabajando contigo y que haya metas de seguir creciendo la hinchada, no solo en el mercado hispano, sino también en lo que es um, todos todo las, las, los segmentos demográficos a quien le gusta el fútbol. Así es, este Jorge, y mencionaste el estadio, ¿no? 
el estadio eh, tuvimos la suerte de poder darle un tour hace pocas semanas y es este eh, el, 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 el corazón late más rápido cuando, cuando empecé a caminar allí adentro y ver toda la estructura elevándose e imaginarme dentro de pocos meses cuando ese lugar esté a reventar de gente de, de la hinchada latina y, y de la, la hinchada de Lugo Cien en general, perdón, eh, este, es un, es un, va a ser un sueño hecho realidad, ¿no? Pero no sé si has podido darle el turno, pero yo sé que dijiste que sí. Sí. Este, pero es impresionante, ¿no? Va, la, el proyecto va al día en, en cuanto al calendario, no está retrasado en, ningún, en ninguna parte y se estima que va a estar a tiempo todo, ¿no? Sí, sí, mira, los planes están avanzando rápidamente, todo está a tiempo, me parece que el proyecto va a estar terminado justo a tiempo cuando ya comience la temporada de fútbol del próximo año, entonces sería ideal. Lo que se está discutiendo en este momento, José, y tal vez tú sepas un poquito de esto, y si no lo sabes, pues aquí en el podcast Luchador te vas a enterar, te vas a enterar. <risa> eh, resulta de que Uh, con la venida de la nueva temporada 2020 de fútbol de la USL acá, nosotros estamos hablando de un uh, de un estadio que prácticamente supera supera a muchas, muchas de las localidades en donde este momento se está jugando al fútbol y son muy, muy buenos estadios, pero este, la calidad de este está, mijo, en una posición para poder traer a un rival internacional para un partido amistoso. Entonces, estamos hablando de traer un rival de... Se está hablando por ahí, por ahí dicen, ya sabes que, 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 que si están bochinchando por ahí, o si es que se está rumorando por allá, hay, hay razón, hay razón. Se está hablando de que podemos traer un equipo de Inglaterra. No se sabe todavía bien eh, qué equipo va a ser. Hay ciertas conexiones que se están haciendo para un amistoso. Si es que eso no sería el caso, estamos también explorando y hay el rumor de que se traiga un equipo de la Liga Mexicana, que también sería un éxito grande. Así es. Eh, yo pienso que ninguno, que cualquiera de los dos, uh, de, de las dos opciones, ya, ya sea un equipo inglés o uno mexicano, eh, pues sería un éxito, ¿no? Ya hemos eh, platicado en otras ocasiones en cuanto a cuando uno de los equipos de la Liga Profesional Mexicana visita una de las ciudades en Estados Unidos, los estadios se llenan a totalidad, ¿no? Y no, no digamos cuando estamos hablando de equipos famosos o de, de Europa, pues no me quiero ni imaginar, ¿no? Ese estadio a reventar. No, mijo, la cosa va a estar candela, la cosa va a estar candela, se va a poner muy interesante esa situación. Yo me alegro mucho porque yo sé que los dirigentes del equipo, yo sé que los, los hinchas es algo que añoramos mucho y va a ser una realidad. Eh, lo que si no, o no está claro es quién va a ser. Eh, es, hay, hay muchas negociaciones, muchos equipos, pues no, en este momento es algo, es ridículo decir, va a venir tal, tal, tal equipo, porque pues no, no podemos decir, mira, acá vamos a jugar y todo, pero cuando ese, este lleno, cuando ese estado y esté listo, cuando, cuando vean que la localidad es de calidad y es un estadio ejemplo, yo creo que va a haber mucho interés de venir acá y demostrar 
las habilidades del equipo que mandes, mijo. Acá luego City FC, luego City FC va a ser un equipo muy bien parado en la cancha de juego. Creo que sería un partido muy entretenido y la hinchada va a responder. Estamos hablando de un evento internacional. Las cosas no son a, 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 así como en otros eventos. El, el fútbol es pasión. El fútbol trae a todo tipo de gente. Y si tú traes a un equipo internacional acá a la ciudad de Lugo, ese estadio va a reventar. Así es, Jorge. Eh, el otro año, Lugo City continuará haciendo historia como lo ha hecho desde sus inicios. Y ese estadio el otro año se, va a ser eh, una de las piezas eh, claves ¿no? de, del fútbol, ya que, como tú dices, los eventos internacionales eh, van a poner los ojos en Louisville y en el fútbol de la ciudad. Y pues no cabe duda que el otro año los que estemos ahí seremos parte de la historia. Vamos y hemos estado construyendo, construyendo esta historia juntos. Todos hemos estado juntos en esto desde, el, desde el, uno de los primeros partidos que tuve la oportunidad de yo asistir y, y luego ya, con, con invo, ya involucran, involucrándome más en lo que es la, la cultura del hincha acá. Estamos haciendo historia y la vamos a seguir haciendo. Yo, que, yo, yo, yo quiero, quiero que todo salga bien y mediante pues, la bendición de Dios vamos a salir adelante y disfrutar de todos los resultados positivos que nos va a traer esa eh, lo que es el estadio. Eso, eso va a ser increíble. Pero bueno, José, hablemos un poquito de el buen momento de Lobo City FC. Hablamos ya de los partidos de uh, que, que jugamos acá de local. Tú hablaste de la goleada, la disfrutaste todo. Hubo, hubo una, ¿cómo te digo? Un acontecimiento hace unos días atrás en donde... Uh, como los hinchas ya deben saber, eh, cada año se compite pues en la liga que es la USL y también uh, comienza eh, la competición del US Open Cup. Uh, gracias a Dios pues ganamos los partidos que nos enfrentamos en los rounds o las etapas, eh, las etapas primeras de la US Open Cup. Eh, nuestro último partido lo ganamos entre Reading United uh, 3-0 que pues los equipos que son amateur, no son profesionales, pues no van a tener el, la misma calidad de jugadores, la estrategia, no están acoplados, la mayoría pues no es su trabajo, entonces lo hacen más por entretenimiento. Entonces no, no hay expectativa, al menos de que sea pues una, una historia espectacular, ¿no? Eh, se espera de que pierdan y los equipos profesionales avancen. Avanzamos a la cuarta etapa de la US Open Cup, y resulta que, resulta que hubo un sorteo, un sorteo que dicen que fue un sorteo, que no es algo que lo hayan hecho a propósito, pero eso es pura mierda. Eso es pura mierda porque el fútbol acá, especialmente la Federación de Fútbol de los Estados Unidos, es una mafia. Es una mafia que no permite la promoción, la relegación, en donde MLS es, 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 es pues un, simplemente un cartel. Y uh, nosotros sabemos que ellos, ellos reconocieron, el, el, ¿cómo te digo? Esta, este, este, des, este desengaño, esta, uh, este odio, esta, ¿cómo te digo? Repulsión que tenemos 
a el equipo que está en la MLS, que pertenecía a la USL, que es F FC Cincinnati. Cincinnati resulta que va a ser nuestro, eh, nuestro siguiente partido. El, el oponente de Lobo City FC en, el cuarto, en la cuarta etapa de la US Open Cup es nada más y nada menos que FC Cincinnati. Y vamos a jugar en, en, allá en Cincinnati. ¿Ahora qué? Uh, si FC Cincinnati viene en un momento... No, mi hijo, si ya, viene perdiendo ya como ocho partidos seguidos. <risa> Fueron a la MLS a hacer, a hacer una burla, a hacer el, una vergüenza. Porque, mira, mira, como te decía... El, la asociación de fútbol de Estados Unidos es una mafia entonces no, no existe la promoción no existe la relegación porque si existiera ese tipo de sistema acá luego City FC estuviera en la MLS ya hace dos años atrás pero, eso no, pero eso no existe entonces uh, lo que hacen es bueno, existe la, la posibilidad de subir de categoría si es que tienes el suficiente dinero para poder chantajear a esta mafia y darles de comer a todos estos pipones de mierda. Entonces, ¿qué es lo que pasa? Mira, tienes un equipo como FC Cincinnati que no tiene corazón, no tiene pasión. Lo único que tiene es dinero. Y el dinero pues compra muchas cosas, pero te digo, no compra pasión. No va a poder ser acoplado. Ya le despidieron a su director técnico, ya le despidieron a su dirigente principal eh, eh, del equipo. Los jugadores no están acoplados, nadie juega bien. Tiene un jugador que vale como dos millones de dólares que no vale para un carajo porque no sabe qué hacer. Entonces, ¿qué pasa? Que nos estamos enfrentando a un FC Cincinnati desinflado, a un FC Cincinnati que viene arrastrándose en el suelo. Y pues nos vamos a enfrentar en la cuarta etapa de la US Open Cup con FC Cincinnati. Nosotros venimos con un buen récord jugando en la USL. Estamos muy bien. Estamos jugando, estamos bien, estamos jugando, estamos gustando, estamos anotando goles. FC Cincinnati no un partido ya como en los últimos, si no estoy, si no estoy seguro, no estoy exactamente correcto, me parece que son siete partidos, siete o ocho partidos que ha perdido. Pierde de local, pierde de visitante, no anota pierde de goleada, le dieron 5-1, 5-1 le dio Orlando, mijo, entonces estamos hablando de que, le, que, que, o sea, no vamos a tener un rival de calidad, ahora que nosotros tenemos un, una relación muy turbulenta con el Cincinnati, nunca hemos tenido la oportunidad de, 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 de ser amigos, eh, sus jugadores siempre han sido eh, Dejan que desear, la dirigencia es una mierda, son groseros, los hinchas son unos hijos de la gran puta. Entonces, hay muchas cosas que a, a él sí, Cincinnati no, no, o sea, no, no se le puede querer. Y, y qué, qué casualidad que en este sorteo, en comillas, sorteo, resulta que FC Cincinnati uh, se, le vamos a, a hacer a jugar con Lugo City FC. Una vez más, una representación clarísima de que la Federación de Fútbol de los Estados Unidos es una mafia, en donde no importa la calidad del fútbol ni nada, sino que dónde vender más boletos y eso es todo. A, a, mí, me, a mí me alegra que nos hayan puesto ahí porque 
simplemente nos dan la oportunidad de demostrar una vez más ya lo hicimos el año pasado contra New England Revolution. Les ganamos acá en Lobo y avanzamos a la siguiente etapa de la US Open Cup. Este año vamos a enfrentarnos a FC, a FC Cincinnati, que supuestamente es un equipo de la Liga Mayor. Yo, <risa> sí me entiendo, o sea, vamos sí, a... Claro, claro, claro. Claro, es lamentable que el fútbol de Estados Unidos todavía tenga como prioridad número uno el dinero, ¿no? Y no el, la calidad del fútbol y la promoción del fútbol como es en otros países. Eh, lamentablemente, tal vez en el futuro, si sí, sí sea así, pero en, en la actualidad el dinero es el que manda, ¿no? Como tú dices, es un cartel la MLS. La MLS es un cartel y Pablo Escobar es Don Garber. El donde todo pasa por él, plata o plomo es Don Garber. Y si le das plata a Don Garber, sales promovido a la MLS. Si no le das plata a Don Garber, no pasa nada, te quedas en tu donde estés. Y en ese caso, pues es Lugo City FC. Lo importante es que Lugo City FC, eh, Lugo City FC no tiene como prioridad ir a esa liga, sino tiene como prioridad construir un estadio, tiene como prioridad seguir avanzando en uh, promover el deporte acá en la ciudad y presentar un espectáculo bonito en donde la gente lo disfrute. Mira, a mí no me importa lo que me digas. Si es que yo soy hincha de FC Cincinnati y mi equipo ya va perdiendo como ocho, esta este es gente que hablaba mierda de que vamos a salir campeones de, de la MLS que ya nos promovieron ustedes valen mierda, se quedan en la USL, nosotros nos vamos a MLS y qué es lo que dijeron esos hinchas, decían bueno ustedes, yo prefiero ser el, el último equipo de la MLS a ser campeón de la USL qué idiotez wow, qué wow. Mira, y eso es lo que te digo y es justamente lo que les pasó. Salieron promovidos, porque pues, porque, porque es ahí, pues, Pablo Escobar, eh, Don Garber, recibió dinero de FC Cincinnati, se les promovió, un equipo sin corazón, un equipo sin integridad, un equipo que no tiene un, una visión de nada, y resulta que no están dando resultados. Eso es lo que pasa cuando tú le pones lápiz de labio a un cerdo, mijo. Eh, se queda cerdo. Se queda cerdo. Eso, eso no cambia. Eso no cambia. Entonces, me ale nos alegra mucho a todos los que estamos en esta, en esta linda ciudad donde eh, fuimos testigos de cómo los hinchas de FC Cincinnati se portaban, lo groseros que eran, lo que es la dirigencia, que es un, un, unos patanes. Uh, están, están comiéndose sus palabras en este momento y están en el último, el último puesto de la tabla de la MLS. No dan bola. Wow. No han ganado ningún partido desde ya como siete partidos ya. Entonces, nos vamos, vamos a jugar con ellos el próximo partido en la cuarta etapa de la US Open Cup. Eh, el, el 12, ¿no? El otro miércoles de la otra semana. Miércoles, sí, sí. Y resulta que eh, los, los tickets, los boletos para poder ir a ese partido son muy, muy limitados. Y de acuerdo pues a, a lo que pusieron eh, en Twitter y también en la información en el Internet, el, 
qué, qué desgracia. Uh, ponen a los hinchas de Lugo City FC, uh, de, de Lugo City FC, arriba del estadio y alejados, muy alejados de lo que es uh, la parte donde están todos los hinchas, los supporters. Eh, en FC Cincinnati es el, el Bailey que le llaman, están muy alejados. Entonces, eso es, con, como te digo, es, es una obra, es una obra de FC Cincinnati, no es la primera vez, ignoran que nuestro logo tiene dos estrellas, eh, es, 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 es así, ponen, ponen materiales en el internet donde, donde no, no, no quieren poner esos, esas dos estrellas, es un insulto, las dos estrellas es parte del logo, cambia cuando tú ganas un campeonato, cambia el logo, por eso se cambia todas las camisetas, se cambia todos los logos, se cambia todo el marketing, porque pues es un campeonato. Esos hijos de la gran puta siguen poniendo el logo sin las estrellas. Es simplemente adrede, es algo que lo hacen a propósito. Entonces, yo creo que este partido de la US Open Cup va a ser muy interesante. Uh, me gustaría que John Hackworth realmente ponga los mejores jugadores y... Eh, logremos avanzar a la US Open Cup eh, a la siguiente fase uh, no, no sé no sé si es que FC Cincinnati pueda eh, sacar un resultado positivo uh, debe haber mucha gente mucha gente va a ir al estadio yo creo que eso va a estar a reventar es algo que no, no me sorprendería pero vos, vos José dime ¿qué tú crees que va a pasar? Ah, pues yo calculo un 3-0 a favor de Lugo eh, estadio lleno en su totalidad <risa> eh, espero poder ir aunque no he comprado boletos todavía pero espero poder ir eh, ¿vas a ir? Uh, desafortunadamente no voy a poder ir eh, es un, como te decías es un miércoles uh, uh -huh. pero lo he de estar mirando por televisión va a ser transmitido por ESPN uh, y por supuesto pues todo es una amarre ahí el, el, el mejor partido de la cuarta etapa de la US Open Cup son los, los dos equipos que tienen eh, una hinchada grandísima entonces es adrede, todo es adrede mi hijo es una mafia, es un cartel entonces eh, esperemos que salgamos adelante en esa etapa de la US Open Cup simplemente para cerrar la boca a todos estos putas que hablan un montón de mierda Pero, exacto uh, bueno eh, con relación a lo que es partidos locales de la liga USL, uh, nos vamos a enfrentar a un equipo nuevo, que es el, uh, el que va a venir a visitarnos acá. Y te digo, no, no viene bien. Eh, el equipo este es recién formado. Eh, no va a haber muchas sorpresas ahí. Yo creo que va a ser un, un, un resultado positivo. Si es que no sabes de quién me, a, a quién me estoy refiriendo, es a Nautun United. Y es un equipo muy, muy, muy nuevo. Y los resultados que están teniendo no son, no son nada de qué pues, estar orgullosos. Eh, están pasando por un muy, muy mal momento y hay que tomar ventaja. Hay que... Como, quien dice, como quien dice, la otra semana subimos al cuarto lugar. Porque actualmente con la goleada que le dimos a, a, a ¿cómo se llama? Charleston, subimos al quinto, del, del octavo al quinto, si no me equivoco. Claro, claro. Mira, lo que pasa es que en la tabla de posiciones en la USL hay más o menos eh, cuatro, cuatro o cinco equipos que estamos a una distancia muy, muy, muy cerca. Estamos con los puntos igualitos, 21 puntos, 22, 23. Entonces, si tú ganas, ya estás a 24, 24 puntos. Entonces, se va a mover mucho la tabla de posiciones en esta temporada, en, en, en esta, en este partido, porque justamente eso estamos hay un grupo que está muy, muy apretado de arriba y 
hay una oportunidad muy buena de subir a, a, arriba en la tabla si es que sacamos los tres puntos de local. Yo sé que no va a ser difícil, pero no hay que confiarse de un equipo que está viniendo mal, no está jugando bien, son nuevos y de todo. Entonces, ellos tienen mucho que ganar. Están jugando al, 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 con el equipo que está campeón de la liga. Hay mucho, mucho que ganar. Nosotros, <risa> nosotros en cambio... Hay mucho, mucho que perder porque pues estamos de local. Eh, sí, es, una, es una oportunidad para sacar tres puntos fácilmente con un rival que no es tan de cuidado. Entonces nosotros, la presión está donde nosotros. Así la gente piensa que pues está fácil esto. No, no, no. Es mucho más difícil. Cuando juegas con la presión es un factor que tú, que tú, que te puede pues, eh, te puede romper la estrategia debido a, a que la, los jugadores se desesperan y todo. Entonces no, no hay que tomarlo con ligereza este partido. Hay que, hay que ir con, con todas las pilas puestas para que sacar un resultado positivo. Yeah. Con relación a, a, a lo que es, mi hijo, eh, el, el rendimiento del equipo, estamos muy bien. Estamos jugando muy bien. Pablo del Pícolo ya regresó a la cancha de juego, que es un, un jugador que lo necesitamos bien. Es el comandante, el comandante del de mediocampo y pues como capitán ya varios años en el equipo, es, es una pieza muy importante. Entonces, tenerlo lesionado fue una, una, una catástrofe para el equipo. Yo creo que también contribuyó a los resultados negativos al principio de la temporada. Pero ya teniéndolo como... Eh, ya de regreso, eh, sería importante eh, ver qué pasa se acopla un poquito más del equipo eh, seguimos anotando goles eh, y los otros jugadores que estaban lesionados están mejorando, entonces va a haber mucha oportunidad para crecer uh, ¿cuál es el pronóstico que tú tienes contra Lauren United? otra goleada mínimo diferencia de cuatro goles y yo, sea, yo creo que sea, sí ¿verdad que sí? Sí, sí, yo sí. creo que sí, sí. Siquiera, siquiera le metemos unos tres, eh, si es que estamos, si jugamos como estamos jugando, yo creo que va a ser difícil, porque Lauren United no ha jugado en el Slugger Field, y ya tú sabes que el Slugger Field es difícil, es, sí. es una superficie artificial, la, los jugadores que no han jugado en una, una superficie artificial siempre, siempre, siempre tienen problemas y encima de eso están jugando con un equipo que ya está acoplado, que está acostumbrado a ese tipo de, de superficie y está no, viniendo... huele, huele, de que huele, huele a goleada, huele a goleada. No, sí, 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 yo creo que va a ser muy, muy, muy interesante ese partido. Una oportunidad única para poder sacar los tres puntos, para poder acumular más goles en el gol diferencia y seguir avanzando en la tabla. Esta semana que viene va a ser muy interesante. Tenemos el fin de semana Lauren United y después viene FC Cincinnati en la etapa 4 de la US Open Cup. Entonces hay mucho fútbol que ver, eh, de mucho Louisville City FC fútbol que, que ver y estar eh, a la expectativa. Pero bueno... Eh, José, te agradezco mucho por habernos acompañado acá en este podcast luchador, yo sé que pues tú eres un hombre muy ocupado, tienes muchas cosas que hacer, entonces yo te agradezco mucho que tomes el tiempo de venir a conversar acá de fútbol, de apoyar a la hinchada de Lugo City FC, <coughs> Lugo City FC en el idioma español, uh, cualquier mensajito que quieras poner allá a todas nuestras personas que consumen este podcast Dinos, ¿dónde te pueden encontrar? Eh, y pues ahí, si es que quieres mandar a un mensaje a cualquiera que te esté escuchando, pues dale. Eh, Jorge, no, el agradecimiento es a, a ti por habernos invitado, ¿no? Por pensar en nosotros, la oportunidad 
es de nosotros poder estar con ustedes eh, en el podcast Luchador. Y bueno, pues sí, por supuesto, invitar a, de nuevo a la hinchada, a los de la camisola 12, a estar presentes este sábado y a estar pendientes de nuestras redes sociales de Al Día en América, porque de vez en cuando regalamos tickets, ¿no? Y, y por supuesto, eh, para cualquier pregunta, pues ya saben cómo buscarnos. Perfecto, José. Qué alegría que tú seas un, te digo, un ícono de la comunidad latina acá, en donde promueves el deporte, en donde das la oportunidad a gente que tal vez eh, no pueda eh, comprar los tickets, los, los, los regalas y tengan la oportunidad de disfrutar ese espectáculo que es lo sería así. Uh, con relación a lo que nosotros hacemos acá, el podcast Luchador simplemente es un esfuerzo voluntario para informa, informar a la comunidad que habla esta hermosa, este hermoso idioma que es el español, de lo que es el equipo, de lo que es el deporte acá en la ciudad y de que queremos seguir adelante creciendo la hinchada Lobo City FC. Eh, ven a los, a los partidos, si es que no has asistido a los partidos, si es que has asistido a los partidos, ven acá donde nosotros estamos ahí en el supporter section, uh, tómate una cerveza con nosotros, me encanta con nosotros, cantamos en inglés, cantamos en español, pero siempre estamos apoyando a Lugo City FC. Uh, con relación, ¿dónde me puedes encontrar? Pues yo soy Jorge, yo soy el administrador de la cuenta Lu City underscore ES, también me puedes encontrar como capitán uh, en, en la, lo que es Cortó un minuto. Se cortó un minuto, disculpen, hay problemas técnicos. Pero bueno, te agradezco mucho, José. Eh, como les decía anteriormente, yo soy Jorge, eh, soy el administrador de la cuenta City underscore ES. Y uh, te agradezco mucho por haber escuchado este podcast luchador con un invitado especial, eh, José, que es un ícono de la comunidad latina acá en la ciudad eh, vamos a ver cómo salen esta, esta fecha eh, contra Lauren United y después también con FC Cincinnati esperemos que haya resultados positivos, te agradezco mucho José, gracias por habernos acompañado acá en un episodio más del podcast luchador nos vemos en el estadio José eh, vamos morados vamos a ganar Así es, Jorge. Vamos morados. Nos vemos en el estado. Ok, bye bye, mi gente. Cuídense todos.